You're listening to Radigan's Rockcast, a series focused on talking about music from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even current. Now, here's your host, Tom Radigan. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Radigan's Rockcast. I am, of course, your host, Tom Radigan. Welcome if you are listening to this on WNYO or YouTube or Amazon or Spotify or anywhere on Castos or Anchor. I'm glad that you're on. Let's talk about the 50s of rock and roll. The reason why I call it Radigan's Rockcast. The foundation of rock. And one of those people, the rock and roll pioneers, one of the people that, of course, we've got to talk about, that you probably know who he is, and that's Elvis Presley. He's known as the king of rock and roll. He had a 23-year career. He was one of the most successful entertainers in the industry. Not only was he an interesting performer on stage with his swiveling hips, but he just had an astonishing voice. During Elvis' lifetime, he had sold one billion records. He got his start from San Phillips at Sun Records in 1954. He, he recorded Arthur Crudup's song, That's Alright. He then got gigs playing at the Louisiana Hayride until he was discovered by Colonel Tom Parker. He then got signed to RCA Victor. In 1956, he released his first single with RCA, which was Heartbreak Hotel. It got him a number one hit. By that year, he became the biggest thing on the planet. He was adored, he was adored by teens and outraged by parents. His breakthrough TV appearances happened on television programs such as the Dorsey Brothers Stage Show, uh, the Milton Berle Show, and appeared on Steve Allen, um, Ed Sullivan, and on actually on Ed Sullivan is where he was shot from the waist up. You know, that's how controversial he was. Uh, he also made history by releasing a double A-side single, which was Hound Dog and Don't Be Cruel, uh, because most 45s had the A-side, B-side thing. That was different with Hound Dog and Don't Be Cruel. Um, even though Elvis never wrote a song in his life, he knew how a rock song should sound. He also had a good ear when playing instruments. Songs that are just good bops would be Jailhouse Rock and Mean Woman Blues. I also love his softy blues ballad, One Night. In 1958, Elvis was drafted in the army. However, he still had hit singles that were released during his time of duty. Two of these songs were Now and Then, There's a Fool Such As I, and A Big a Hunk of and a big hunk of love. When he returned from the army, he was bigger than he was before. He still had those hits with songs such as It's Now or Never and Are You Lonesome Tonight. Even though Elvis has been dead for 44 years, his legacy still lives on with fans still appreciating his music. Now, that was just a little, you know, preamble of who Elvis is. Let's, let me talk about what I think of Elvis and what he has meant to me. I've been an Elvis fan for over 10 years now, and like, this was, yeah, because in 2011, this was the time I was really getting into Elvis, so at the end of like 2010 and all that stuff, and with the little iPod I had at the time, and YouTube, when YouTube actually did look like a 1950s or 30s radio, you know, and all that stuff, YouTube's logo is not as good as that logo once was, but anyway, that's not the point, so anyway, Elvis, I like YouTube just had a bunch of content with Elvis 
And at that time, there was a lot from his clips that I saw on him on the Dorsey Brothers stage show, which in fact I think is his best appearances. With him and his band, Scotty Moore on guitar, Bill Black on bass, and DJ Fontana on drums. That was the Elvis lineup with his guitar and all that. And, you know, him doing songs like Heartbreak Hotel on there, uh, Blue Suede Shoes, Baby Let's Play House, Little Richard's Tutti Fruity. I mean, oh, wow. You know, when I listened to that stuff, I was hooked. I was an Elvis fan from that from that day on, from, from watching those clips. I was watching anything I could get my hands on of Elvis, uh, especially hearing his first hit, which was That's Alright Mama. That's all right, Mama is just so much. And it was even, it was his first hit. That was not even, like, it was his, you know, it was his first single. That was a, a hit, but wasn't as big as when he went to RCA Records. So he did That's All Right when he was on a label called Sun Records, which was a small record label in Memphis, Tennessee, by uh, Sam, Phil- Sam Phillips uh, and all that. Um, Sam Phillips was a producer that saw something in Elvis and, you know, Elvis was this person who was a white person singing African-American music. And, you know, he was somebody who, you know, like, loved artists such as Roy Brown and Arthur Crudup. And, you know, he was able to, you know, have those styles, that style in his songs. And, you know, the thing about rock and roll that's so interesting is that Artists like Elvis, Buddy Holly, and other artists like Black and White, you know, Chuck Berry, Little Richard, these guys were pioneers and were doing something that was integrating white white and black folks together. That was the interesting thing about rock music. It was doing what, you know, they were they were just as effective as world leaders. You know, they were po- they were putting people together. It, you know, it was you know, it was just music you could dance to and have fun with. And you know, there's so much to say about Elvis Presley's music. I mean, you know, what I can say and speak personally is from stuff I know of Elvis and from you know songs of you know listening to him from you know not just you know his hits from you know RCA. Uh, which my favorites, of course, are from 1956 and 57. But I love listening to songs on Sun Records like That's Alright, Blue Moon of Kentucky, Good Rockin' Tonight, Trying to Get to You. They just have this sound in it that, like, and what's so good about the Sun Records uh, sessions is that the quality is raw compared to especially RCA uh, recordings, but that what was good, but that's what was good about it too. You know, it just showed you like you didn't need a rich music quality uh, with Elvis's voice. Elvis just like Elvis's voice, it didn't care how it sounded, honestly. And of course it sounded richer when, you know, uh, it was a heartbreak hotel and you know, I want you, I need you, I love you and don't be cruel. What I will say about Heartbreak Hotel, which I, I love, is I think that the, you know, the quality on that, you know, with him playing with Scotty Moore, uh, you know, Bill Black, uh, DJ Fontana, and also uh, being, you know, accompanied by uh, Dudley Brooks on piano, and even Chet Atkins, uh, you know, uh, as well. Um, but, you know... It sounds, you know, that's all you need. Like, when you see the Dorsey Brothers stage show, you see 
the four of them, Elvis, Scotty, Bill, and DJ, you know, like, you know, Elvis up front and them on the back and all that stuff, and just the four of them, you know, and that's like what rock was, you know, they were the first, you know, that had the, you know, two guitars and the bass and the drums in a sense, that was a style that was then, you know, like, was something that the Beatles would, would, would later uh, claim, you know, as well, you know, you just, they, all they needed was a small group, and not that I don't like the backing group, the, the Jordanaires, who played on Don't Be Cruel, and I Want You, I Need You, I Love You, but, you know, I always felt that, like, Elvis's records, like, he didn't need them, he didn't need those voices in order for it to be a hit single, Elvis could just sing, you know, the heck out of anything, that was what was so incredible about it. And, I mean, of course, you know, the thing that was such an in an interesting thing about him was this young kid, this young 21-year-old, um, you know, who was, you know, a heartthrob to the ladies, but... Man, he was just—he was just a guy who just had this voice that just was like, you know, even though he was young, he had this voice that like was just like this godly, like wisdom type of voice, and you know, it's—it's it's such a like, you know, like it's like this this wisdom. It was like this wiseness. It's like I must hear this. Like this guy has stuff to say, has to say, and you know, it shows you. Listen. You can respect, you can, there can be an artist that you can respect who doesn't write their own music. I can totally respect an artist that doesn't write their own songs. Elvis didn't write a song in his day at all, you know, in a day of his life, you know. He didn't, you know. Um, but he didn't need that, you know. That wasn't something that that he needed to prove his talent. He was a, a, a just an insane performer without it, w without the songwriting needed. And like I said, he was also produced his own songs. Stephen Scholes really didn't know how to produce a rock record. Stephen Scholes was the producer for the RCA sessions in uh, 56. But, you know, Elvis knew how it sounded. Elvis worked on that with, you know, his band. And they, they were the ones that were able to come out with how the record sounded. And, you know, the way you hear that, you know... That, that it works, you know, my, you know, of course, why don't we now go into talking about, you know, like my favorite essential Elvis songs. So, of course, I mentioned a little bit of Heartbreak Hotel, um, mentioned a little bit of the double A side of Hound Dog and Don't Be Cruel, uh, you know, but, um, you know, like, let's talk about Hound Dog, actually, because Hound Dog was written by the duo Lieber and Stoller, Jerry Lieber, Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller. They were a songwriting duo that wrote uh, the song Hound Dog for Big Mama Thornton. And, you know, it was, you know, like, there was a little bit of difference in the lyrics in that. Like, you ain't nothing but a hound dog snooping around my door. That's how uh, Big Mama Thornton sings it. And Elvis sings it, you ain't nothing but a hound dog crying all the time. Uh, Elvis, you know, like, yeah, I mean, Elvis is what got their song number one and got, got it a hit. You know, like, they, they had no idea the type of hit Elvis was going to do with that song, you know, and just realized, you know, and Lieber and Stoller worked on other songs uh, from Elvis, too with Elvis, you know, and stuff like that, like, Love Me, uh, you know, um, 
I don't, and of course, you know, the fantastic Jailhouse Rock, which we'll get to in a second. But, um, so yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about Hound Dog, because Hound Dog was just that incredible, you know, rocking style. But the best, the best performance of it is, no, not on Steve Allen. That performance I found out that Elvis was actually humiliated with, um, which was actually a day before he recorded the song. Steve Steve Allen honestly kind of thought of Elvis as a joke and he treated him like a joke basically. He basically uh you know uh had a, like when Elvis performed, he had this you know sad old basset hound come out and Elvis had to sing to the dog, you know? And yeah, and from what I read, Elvis was apparently embarrassed by that and kind of humiliated by it and all that and but you know also just that poor dog had to go through that too i mean if you you look at the, at the clip on youtube of of elvis and that dog that dog looks just depressed what are you doing steve allen why did you do that why why but anyway uh you know um but the best tv performance of that song was on the milton pearl show now this performance the reason why it's so cool and so phenomenal is because Elvis does something different that he never really did again with that song that made it so, um, you know, um, just outstanding. And that is, after, you know, they go through the song, and this was in May of 56, so this was a few months before they actually even, you know, the song was recorded. Um, you know, so... They do it so Elvis gets to the end, like, you ain't no friend of mine. And, like, you know, wouldn't that fast, the way he does it on the record. And then he just decides to do it slower. And then, you know, it was actually improvised, too. Scotty Moore, Bill Black, DJ Fontana, they had no idea he was going to do that. They all, if you look at the video clip, they all are just wondering. And then they're just like, you know, like, in their faces, they're like, they'll just go along with it. And the way Elvis just sings that so slowly and the way he's kind of, you know, playing with his hips, you know, and all that, which, you know, it's hard to really, you know, um, you know, show how, uh, but, you know, just like the way he's doing that and the way he just plays it so slow, you know, it's, it's like even getting the fangirls to even react even more. Like, what is this guy doing to our hearts, you know? But, like, you know, it, it that is just one of, I think, the coolest things, you know? Honestly, it's just one of the coolest things to see, you know? One of the coolest Elvis clips of all time, I think. You know, it's just, it's, you know, it's one, it's one of my favorite clips to even just watch, you know? It's just, like, it's so fun. It's so fun to, to, to see that. Uh, and, um, yeah, so to go on to the next big hit of that song, which was Don't Be Cruel, which was written by Otis Blackwell, who, who Otis Blackwell never really got the credit he deserved with songs that he wrote. He wrote another Elvis big hit, which was All Shook Up, uh, which was another big, which was one of his big hits in 57, his early, one of the early hits of 1957. Um... And, uh, and then, of course, the other big hit of 57 was Jailhouse Rock, which was Leaper and Stoller. Jailhouse Rock was for, that move, for the movie of it. And also, too, an interesting thing about Jailhouse Rock is that, you know, the movie was kind of, you know, that scene in that film 
was sort of shot as as um you know a music video it looks like a music video it's so ahead of its time of how they do it of how Elvis you know comes up on the jail cell and then just starts wailing into that ward through a party at the county jail you know it's just like you know like and the way he's just you know sitting there with his hips just going like that you know ward through a party at the county jail the prison band was there they began the wail you know just incredible and just like and the way what I love on that too is how that song ends like the way Elvis just like you know hollers on it and you know it's just like he sings the heck out of it and of course like you know people say that th that is one of his best songs of all time and I'm not gonna lie of course it probably is one of his best songs and the way I love another great thing I love about that song is how it ends you know oh how they just how he just keeps singing how he just keeps singing those same few lines you know dance to the jailhouse rock dance to the jailhouse rock I'm not doing it justice by talking about it so you're gonna have to listen to it just because it just to show how cool and a phenomenon he was for his time and all that stuff you know I think Elvis gets overlooked upon especially in my generation and all that and kinda gets you know like is seen as just this guy who was once famous but nobody knows how much of his presence really dominated, you know, the, the country, the world, but just, you know, of, you know, of just what he really brought to rock and roll, what he really brought to music, you know? And songs that I love from Elvis, uh, from, you know, at, like, during, you know, the time when he was drafted into the army, uh, because, you know, Colonel Tom Parker, his manager, of uh, released, uh, had him, you know, have songs that would be released through that time, and, uh, you know, it's good they did that because it kept Elvis, you know, hot, hot on the charts, you know, that's what it did, and, uh, yeah, but one of my favorite songs of those of that time is a one night with you and that was actually recorded like before he it was even known that he was gonna be into the army and that was in february of 57 before jailhouse rock actually and uh yeah before jailhouse rock was recorded because jailhouse rock was recorded april 30th of 1957 so one night with you is just the reason why this song is just so great is just because it's such a soft bluesy ballad and elvis sings it just you know just like his voice the way he the way he like even you know like how how is on it too and you know he can go into different ranges you know on hound dog he goes into a little higher don't be cruel he's going in a little lower and you know it's just you know of course one of, one of my favorite elvis songs too and that one's not talked about a lot and i want to actually talk a little bit about don't be cruel and ed sullivan because you know uh the ed sullivan shows out of all the tv appearances weren't his best like when i think of elvis's best tv appearances that would be uh milton burrow and of course the dorsey brothers stage show which was the best way how Elvis shined was, uh, you know, what, like, if you really want to know how he shined, watch him on the Dorsey Brothers stage show, uh, because then you'll get an idea of, like, what everybody's talking about, uh, with Elvis, uh, on the, yeah, on the Dorsey Brothers stage show. So, yeah, uh, basically, uh, another thing I would say about Elvis is that, you know, 
when he came back from the army, you know, he had his hits, which I like, you know, like Stuck on You, It's Now or Never, Are You Lonesome Tonight? But, you know, his prime was the 50s. And I would say actually his prime would be from, you know, 1954 from the Sun Records to actually 1961, actually, when 1961 was actually his last time he perf- he performed before his, uh, you know, 1968 comeback because around that time in the 60s, that was the years of his movie career. And, you know, it it didn't add up to what he did as a musician. And if we want to talk about uh, the films he did, uh, the best films he did was in the 50s. Like, Love Me Tender, Loving You, Jailhouse Rock, and King Creole. King Creole is actually one of Elvis' favorite films because it's actually a film where he really actually acts in it. And, you know, of course, they all have great songs in it. But Loving You You is good. Loving You is a definitely underrated Elvis film, and that's got, of course, the great classics, like Teddy Bear, Mean Woman Blues, Got a Lot of Living to Do. Uh, You know, uh, those songs are are great. Of course, Jailhouse Rock has Jailhouse Rock, but also Treat Me Nice. Uh, And then another great one I love on that one is You're So Square, Baby, I Don't Care. Uh... And which was a, another Libra and Stoller song, uh, you know, and it just it still surprises me because I'm 22, and in 1957 Elvis was 22, so it it's funny how Elvis was, you know, like yeah, like that Elvis was that age that I'm the same age that Elvis was when he was, you know, in the prime of his life and the biggest successful star on the planet. I mean. You know, without Elvis, you know, there wouldn't have been... Rock and roll would have been a lot different without Elvis. That's what I'll tell you. That's it for uh, Radigan's broadcast today. Um, I'd like to thank you, uh, all of you for watching or listening wherever you are. Uh, see you next time. Bye.